I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated TV creation podcast. The rules here are simple. We can take as many of your TV ideas as we like. That's right. It's a TV special this week, but only one can be taken through to the next stage where the show will be produced by one of the big streamers before being unceremoniously cancelled for not getting enough total minutes consumed by A1 affluent listeners in Q2. I'm Joel, a man who puts the rhythm into algorithm. And across from me, it's John Harris, a man who has been described on several occasions as Britain's last great defender of Channel 5. Hi, John. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Channel 5's got loads of great programming, I'm sure. What's your favourite three things on Channel 5? Uh, and it's not, we're not alone today, are we, John? We've, uh, we're actually joined by a very special guest for this episode, this TV episode. It's, uh, we're honoured to be joined by podcaster, actor, rapper, and Pizza Hut pizza innovator, Scroobius Pip. Hello. Hello. And, and, and fellow defender of Channel 5, I've got a defence f- for Channel 5 here. Channel 5 is where one of, uh, maybe m- my favourite ever TV show aired, a show called The Shield. Um, yes. And I think I ignored it for years because it was on Channel 5, because Channel 5 has that rep. And then The Guardian or someone did like a write-up after Series 3 saying that this is the best cop show ever, it's amazing. And I gave it a watch, but I'd previously dismissed it because it was on Channel 5. But yeah. There we go. I, I feel Maybe bad. they're better I, I, than we realise. Maybe we're not I, watching I, all their quality stuff. I span a random wheel of channels <laughs> that I don't watch and I've pulled one out. It could have been anything. It could have been UK TV gold. I'm indiscriminate when it comes to comes to TV channels. Thanks for coming on, Pip. They they do say that you appear on the Dream Factory podcast twice in your career, once on the way up and, and once on the way back down. And, and can I just say, it is, it is great to have you back. <laughs> He's done it three times now. So what, what does that is mean? Is this the third time? We yeah, did it in person. On the way back up again, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hat trick amazing but we're here to pitch some tv ideas i just Let's... want to quickly say um david Earl and joe wilkinson's sh- sh- show the cockfields was fantastic on uk gold um sorry <laughs> go ahead joe <laughs> 
Is there a channel I can name and you won't have a recommendation for it? Probably. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. And there's some, there's some, there's some of those weird kind of evangelical channels pretty deep in the, uh, in the sky, in the sky TV guide. So if we, if we get short on ideas, we could, I could, I'll throw a few of those your way. John. Well, let's keep things. Give me an idea for a TV show. Let's keep things quite UK TV gold with The Last Jedi of the Summer Wine. Foggy reluctantly agrees to tutor Compo in the ways of the Force, helping Clegg escape from Auntie Wainwright and assisting in the survival of the climactic bathtub chase. That is gibberish to me. Anyone? Uh, no way. I love it. Yeah, I don't know any of the names, but um, yeah. Compo. I, Compo rings a bell. Yeah. Compo, I think, is a character that I can, I can sort of picture from Last of the Summer Wine. And there is, iconically, they do the roll down a hill in a bathtub. Yeah. What was the exciting thing that they raced in the first of the of the pod Star racing. Wars prequels? Pod racing. So, pod racing scene, but in the bathtub, right? In a bathtub, of course. The, the lads from Last of the Summer Wine find themselves on Tatooine. <laughs> I think any- everyone else is on them pods and they turn <laughs> up in their bathtub. <laughs> I, souped up. I, I like the, the the image of sort of any vehicle in Star Wars actually being a bathtub. So I want to see some of the space fights. I want to see the the run on the Death Star on a bathtub. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Just going through all the little tight bits. <laughs> little bath bomb at the end. So give me give me the name again, please, John. The last of the Je- the last Jedi of the Summer Wine. Yes. So I, I I'm kind of into maybe the idea of a retirement home for Jedi's. That seems seems mm. interesting. Like you can you know you can does the power of the Force ever really leave you? Do you keep that into your old age? If if we live in a in a world where Jedi's aren't aren't all slain and some of them get to live to be a very old age, you know, that maybe that I can see some sort of floating retirement community. Yeah, a, a community. F- for the few Jedi's that Disney don't force a miniseries out of. <laughs> yeah, they're all, well, they're all waiting for the call. <laughs> yeah, they're all in there waiting to be called back in. You could go really bleak because uh, a bit like in Logan, where mm. Professor X, because he's got dementia, is incredibly dangerous. And I'd imagine someone with the Force, you know, could be incredibly... D- but that's not fun. So uh, let's just... Yoda yeah. with dementia and he starts... Starts talking in the right order. Is that a bad thing to say? Is that a horrible thing to say? I think that's okay. I think, so. I think it's okay. If there's any, what is Yoda? Oh, well, that's a big question in the Star Wars community, Joe. Oh, I was going to say, well, you know, if there's any of Yoda's species People listening, listening. Uh, please direct all of your complaints to uh, Scrivius Pit. Yeah, old oh, oh, Jedi's in space, retirement community. I'm into it. Uh, how about this one from Nathan, Baked and Afraid? So I'm sure you're all aware of the hit. It might be on Discovery or National Geographic or... Uh, it's one of those channels that you'll watch in an American hotel room mm. exclusively. And it has the show Naked and Afraid, yeah. which is a bit like Bear Grylls survival kind of style thing, but with the added uh, gimmick that they get put <laughs> in the jungle completely naked. Like, uh, as if there's some difference between putting you in the jungle in your pants <laughs> and putting you... It doesn't matter, does it? Like... It, a snake's not looking at you with, with your knob out in a in a different way to if you had a little pair of pants on. So I guess it is just snake was the wrong choice of animal there. I'd say the snake, snake was really the wrong choice of animal. Yeah, it, as I was snake saying, is the one thought, that is looking at yeah, you differently. It's the right, of all the creatures in the jungle, that is the one that's going to look at you differently. Um, so naked and afraid, you get put in a jungle. I think for six weeks, and if you make it, you win. You know, a million dollars. And I think very few people make it. I'm assuming baked and afraid. They're also giving them a load of ayahuasca before they go in there and just seeing what happens. You see, I think they don't even need to be in a jungle. I think this is in the living room and there's a knock at the door. No one's announced that they're coming over. And that's all it is. You don't know who that is at the door. 
I've, I've heard stories of, of some sort of big stately home somewhere, South London way, that is a good place if you know the right people to have some sort of a shamanistic ayahuasca trip if you mm-hmm. don't want to go to South America. That would be quite a good place for 12 people on a trip trying to survive only last night naked. a friend of mine was telling me of his experience with the billericky shaman <laughs> <laughs> genuinely genuinely <laughs> rather than going out to peru or, or wherever there's there's a lad in billericky apparently who can do a cracking job i think of all the the place names billericky is just the most antithetical to shaman yeah completely it doesn't fit at all but genuinely i was told of it i only heard of his existence last night i have not sought him out yet you didn't get his number no no not yet i don't think you get a a shaman's number do you you've got to journey to them in some way you've got to to discover them (laughs) i'm gonna go c2c train i'm gonna go all the way back to nathan's original idea here which for the record is a good out loud but it's really excellent written down it it looks a lot Mm. it looks even better than it sounds yeah. Um, could it be that I know what you're going to say John Trucks in the you're jungle make a afraid. cake Paul Hollywood yep <laughs> Paul Hollywood is completely naked <laughs> and he's got a baker cake in the jungle or or it's just it, it, it is bake off but you're bringing the jungle to them so there's a lion in there ah, or there's a crocodile could. in yep. there yeah <laughs> <laughs> added jeopardy you're popping that in, does, the tent, in those final so weeks there's the afraid yeah. so yeah <laughs> just tarantulas in those last few weeks of bake-off the the tent is a bit sparse yeah. and there's a lot of filler there's a lot of let's have a look at their home life kind of stuff because you've only got you know four people baking yeah. baking four cakes for for an hour and a half so they do there is quite a bit of filler you're right if there was a crocodile crawling around the place mate that would add an open the fridge a polar bear pops his head out <laughs> be terrified it's fundamentally this is all good telly yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have we reached? Is that is naked and afraid the zenith of where that show can go? Obviously, there you're always trying to iterate on that style of show, right? You see a hit on another channel mm. that's a survival show. You think, how can we do this differently? And what's our hook? Where do you go after you, people are literally There's naked? Nowhere to go other than giving them a kicking before you put them in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, is it handcuffs? You're naked and you're in handcuffs and you're afraid. Naked, beaten, and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all reality formats could sort of be improved with the inclusion of nudity. Mm-hmm. Thinking Strictly. Mm. Yeah. Dancing on ice. You, you don't oh. have to ch- change the name with Strictly if people get particularly fired up. <laughs> it's very, very pure. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, we're not beneath. That's not. Uh, no, no, no. Don't worry. There is no, you can't drag this down. There's nowhere we won't go. I'm naked and afraid is literally your worst nightmare, isn't it, John? Because famously, you are the most clothed man in the UK at all times. I mean, yes. It's a story I will ne- I, I don't. I will not need an excuse to tell. But famously, John and I were once in a hotel room, and John had had way too much to drink, and he needed to get out of bed to be sick. But between getting out of bed and going to the hotel bathroom, he got up, put on trousers, a t-shirt, a shirt, and his hat, and then went to the bathroom to be sick. <laughs> Priority. <laughs> All of it rushing, horrible. you know, with the the sense of saliva in your <laughs> mouth, and the you know, he he still got fully dressed. Yeah, I mean, amazing. I've never, I've never, I've never seen him topless. I've known him for you know a decade plus. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm naked happy. and afraid is just being naked makes me afraid. It's just bigger, it's just in your yeah. life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Would you like another one from me? From yes. Stu, the ball of the House of Usher. We've had a lot from the, the fall of the House of Usher. So this is the ball of the House of Usher. Some kids accidentally kick their ball into Usher's back garden, and they have to organise a heist <laughs> to get it back, avoiding the pitfalls and traps laid by the R and B star. I like it. I like it. I think the fall of the House of Usher—it's been rich. It has been a rich scene for us. It's got a name that 
you can play around with quite a bit. It's got Usher in the name. Exactly. So it's got Usher in the name. You're right. What's going on there? <laughs> it's got an R&B singer in the name. So yeah. fill your boots. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Netflix had, could put out a big series that features the name of an R&B star sort of once every six months, Dream Factory will never end. Yeah. That's our promise G- to you. Or d- the Netflix could genuinely make a reality show of the ball of the House of Usher, but it's a ball. Like, he's put on a ball. So there's, there's, like, there's... Like the Met Gala kind of... Yeah, so it's a Met Gala type of thing, but it's probably a Bachelorette or, or whatever, or, or the Bachelor type show, and it's the ball of the House of Usher, and everyone has to go and, I don't know, try and win Usher's heart. <laughs> Soundtrack. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Soundtrack so, by his own music, show. but done by an orchestra. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But, I mean... That, that is good. I feel like there was a real sort of era in the, like, late... 90s early noughties where it was like dating shows for like a sort of mad celebrity like I'm sure there was one with um oh my gosh who's the who's the rapper with the clock round Flavor Flav did one Flavor yeah. Flav did have Flavor of Love that. yeah 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 Flavor of Flavor Love Flavor of Love <laughs> yeah and not it wasn't a dating show but there was also famously Run's House yeah where Rev, it was like a reality show about the life and times of Rev Run and there was was one with like one of the Motley Crew guys or something like that it was some rocker was the one that they did after flavor of love yeah i remember that i remember the rocker but i can't remember who he was yeah i can't think who good it was. telly good telly i'd say yeah and then the ball think of- he keeps the clock on oh <laughs> is it a functioning clock does he adjust <laughs> I <think> pardon, <laughs> so, so, so flavor flav would famously say i wear the clock so you can know the time is that a mm-hmm. situation where you want the other person to to know I the time to see the seconds to keep an eye on, on an accurate <laughs> You want them distracted as much as possible from time, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I really some sort of- want to clarify from time. I don't mean distracted as much <laughs> as possible in general. There's nothing... Just from the passing of time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It Maybe he turns the clock around. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine him taking the clock off, so I think he has to... I think you just have to kind of get lost in his eyes. I wonder eyes. if it's a smart clock now and it's got like his BPM and stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a big Apple Watch. Yeah, giant Apple Watch just hanging around his neck. <laughs> well, I was going to ask: Does Flavor Flav change the time when he gets off the plane? Yeah, interesting. I, re- I reckon at the height of their fame, he had a guy <laughs> in a different, he, a different I think clock, now, like and, you know, guitarists on stage. Yeah, it hit, I reckon it hit hard the first time he had to change the time himself. <laughs> yeah, when you know maybe cutbacks had to be made. I reckon sort of mid two thousands. I think early nineties. He there was a guy who travelled with him, and he would just depending on time zone, he would change the clock. Here's a terrible insight to my previous rock and roll lifestyle. But I was quite known for wearing two watches all the time in the touring days. And when we would tour, the right hand would be on UK time, and the left would be on local time. So I would adjust. Uh, I would adjust one to local time and one to know what's going on at home. So wild. You walk, <laughs> I, that is pretty that is pretty rock and roll when you wouldn't that, hell with jet lag or is that just would that not be the most confusing i don't know it helped with again because it was kind of probably slightly pre having all the time zones on your phone as, as, as mm. it helped with kind of quickly knowing who you could text and who you couldn't text yeah, or call enough. and things like that because i've like i've got friends in america who We've been in these different countries the whole time we've known each other, and we still have n- no idea when mm, the others mm. awake. What kind of time? Yeah, I'm terrible yeah. with that. So yeah, it's a helpful thing. We, uh, I was just thinking, you know, sometimes you you go into an office and they've got four clocks up on the wall, mm-hmm. and it will say Shanghai, New York, London, yeah. Tokyo. Flavor Flav, maybe he just has that at home, and he opens up his suitcase and he pops in the relevant clocks depending on where he's traveling <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, he takes the Shanghai off the wall. Yep, yeah, takes Shanghai. <laughs> 
wraps it in a towel, I'm thinking, for some reason. But, you know, you've got to look after it in travel. <laughs> yeah, he probably does wrap it in a towel. <laughs> wrap it in a towel, get it out I of I went into room. a dentist once and they had six of those clocks on the wall. <laughs> Amazing. Why does yeah. the dentist uh, need to know need, international uh, time do, zones? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what business the same, are they doing? Sat in a dentist waiting room. I knew what time it was in LA. It's time to Jake. brush your teeth somewhere. <laughs> Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How about this one from Alex? Dharma and Greg. Despite their opposite personalities, Greg, a conservative lawyer, and Dharma, a cannibalistic serial killer, get married after their first date. Their contradictory views create comical situations. That is a spin on Dharma and Greg. Dharma and oh, what's Dharma and Greg? Gee, it was like a channel no, for it's something else than Greg, isn't it? Is or was it always Dharma and Greg? Oh, I was then thinking, right. what surely was it not. originally. Yeah, it's Dharma. Oh, it was D H. What's Dharma? D H A R M A. That's not. Just call it something else. It's a classic. Uh, it's a classic sort of on Channel Four before you went to school in the morning show. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I refuse to accept that. It was every. That's everybody loves Raymond. Friends. <laughs> King of, King of Queens. Queens, definitely. Ne- I, not, not Dharma and Greg. That was never. You will not be able to prove to me that was on the Channel Four before school schedule. King of Queens has got one of my genuinely favourite comedy scenes ever, and it's with whose dad's in it? Is it Adam Sand? Ben Stiller's dad, isn't it? It's, uh, ben Stiller's dad yeah, ben was Stiller's the dad, dad yeah, in yeah. it, and he's giving Kevin James a phone number. He's reading it off of a sheet, and Kevin James is entering it into a, a landline phone. And he says like um, six, seven, eight, four, teen, and he has to hang up and start again because he's obviously entered four, and it's fourteen, and it was just—I mean, it's just—it's gold. That is good. That's a really good gag. That is a really good gag. Six, um, teen. John, would you oh. like a? Would you like? Sorry, I'll keep going on this gag. John, would you like to hear a TV idea from me? Yes, please. Friday night dinner lights. It's a sitcom about the world of competitive eating. It takes place under the lights on a Friday night. Mm. It's uh, it follows the life and times of the world, the competitive eating world champion Joey Chestnut. I don't understand I can tell you more about Joey Chestnut if you'd like. What was the so lights? Friday Night Lights? Yeah, Friday Night Lights is a, a show about American, American college, football show, American right? football. Got it. 
Friday night dinner. So I've combined America's second beloved sport, eating, with the sitcom Friday night dinner and come up with Friday night dinner lights. It's good, John. It's, it's better once I've explained it like this, mm. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's about Joey Chestnut, who, of course, is uh, the greatest all-time competitive eater. He's won Nathan's uh, famous hot dog eating contest a record number of times. And in his... Mm, his greatest ever sitting, he ate 76 hot dogs. He revolutionised the way that uh, competitive eating happens, right? He's the guy who made the bun soggy. He dunked him in water. Yeah. So yeah. there's he the story there. Water. He's innovated his sport. He is, you know, he yeah, he is genuinely, he's like, he is to hot dog eating what um, the Fosby flop is to high jumping. Like he completely <laughs> changed the sport. It's incredible. Is this part and of the it, show? It literally was thought <laughs> impossible. <laughs> this, this, this feels like this is in the opening credits of the show. It's really explaining it. Yeah, this is the origin story, right? Yeah, I'm into it. I um, don't know why yeah, competitive Ian hasn't had the the drama kind of treatment yet. Yeah, or even like the Netflix Drive to Survive mm. treatment. Mm. I would be all over a Netflix series that followed competitive eating around the world. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Let's do it. John. Would you like a film you? idea from me? I'd this like one a TV is- idea from you, John. This is the uh, the TV special of Dream Factory. Come on. Apologies. <laughs> this one is from me. This is a recent one that's just come onto Disney Plus, I noticed. Uh, it's called The Artful Todger. Fagin has a beautiful knob. <laughs> it sells what itself. Do <laughs> Does he use it to pick pockets? <laughs> he distracts with his like knob. Like an elephant's trunk. The kids are pickpocketing whilst he's distracting with his beautiful you knob. Can't, no, no, they're not. They're never, they're never to get the kids and the knob and never, ever yeah, together. Yeah, as, as soon as this we program came about, the kids had to be taken out of the story. They're not, they're not part of the story anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, this it, is very much on the stars play area of Disney Plus, I'm assuming. Yeah. I, you know, it's where you find your Atlantis. I did my due, due diligence by making it Fagan who had the beautiful penis, but then I accidentally brought the kids back yeah, in. So I can only apologise. You still brought the kids in. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please, sir, can I have some more? Um, yeah, I, it's it, it's a beautiful... Fagin's got a beautiful penis. And maybe uh, maybe he runs off to join kind of like the Victorian circus, Victorian freak show kind of thing. Come and see the world's most beautiful, most perfect penis. Perfect. There we go. And then a fully grown adult is the person who's pickpocketing at the same time. For the record, you're on yes. Yeah. <laughs> As an actor, I'm a ma- imagine getting called up for that. We think we want you to play the role of the man with the world's most beautiful penis. What a compliment that would be to get that call. <laughs> I assume they're in your headshots when you send whether there's a casting call. If it's that beautiful, yes. <laughs> Pip, have you come armed with a, a TV idea for us? I have. I have. Loki and Peel. So it's <laughs> it's... Again, it could go either way. I'm thinking the world has been messed up. You have to go back in time to write everything, but the solution is somehow sketch comedy and and funny characters. So Jordan Peele is in Loki's world to uh, to have some pranks and laughter. I love it. I'm into it. I, I, but it's kind of it feels like um, Marvel are, are scrambling a little bit at the moment with their formats and mm-hmm. how to keep the. Uh, the MCU interesting a Marvel sketch show. I mean, it felt like <laughs> the first few episodes of One Division were all you know they were parodying uh, yeah. sitcoms of the past. So maybe I, I, I'd be quite into a Marvel sketch show. I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, I said it, the, those were the two options: either bringing Jordan Peele into Loki's world or bringing Loki into Jordan Peele's previous world. 
before becoming a horror master. But yeah, I like it. A, a Marvel s- sketch show is surely oh, the future. Oh man, I, I love Key and Peele so much, and I feel yeah. like I don't. Well, actually, in the episode where we talk about the TV of the year, because we're we're going to be on distraction pieces talking about TV of the year, I will be talking about sketch show. I was about to say sketch comedy is dead, and then realise that my favourite show of the last few years is a sketch show. Oh. So. <laughs> I love it. A teaser, a reason to go listen to Distraction Pieces. Pip, it's been an absolute honour having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to be here. As you both know, I'm a I'm a, a, a weekly listener. I also want to say, obviously, this is a TV special. If you're ever stuck for ideas for a week, Joel, this is something that you won't know, but in the Distraction Pieces group, pretty much every week... <laughs> Everyone in the Distraction Pieces Network make movie or TV puns on John Harris's name. So if you ever need to do a John Harris special, oh, yes. there's a, there's years of puns <laughs> in there. So I, I want to actively, on the record, encourage a John Harris special where he has to go through that group and find all the different t- film-based puns using his name from harris with love it goes on obviously i would love nothing more than a john harris special we'll definitely do that thank you so much that is that that is really genuinely brilliant information and john looks slightly uncomfortable so i can't (laughs) wait to do a john harris special it's the only reason i'm here just wanted to get that into joel's head and john won't (laughs) give me direct contact (laughs) (laughs) amazing thank you so much pip thank you it's been a pleasure Pip, this is our, our little post-credit slot where we do a couple of pop culture recommendations. Have you got anything off the dome that you've enjoyed in the last few days? You know, podcast, TV, video game, film, um, something in the real, something outside. Maybe you've been outside and saw, you know, a hill. I have I've been outside. Today I went to see the holdovers. And again, you wouldn't, you sometimes wouldn't have film in this section because oh, yeah. you've done the film, but, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so good and... I don't know. For some reason, I didn't go in expecting that much, but everyone in it is just, yeah, it's so watchable, so enjoyable. It's over two hours long, but feels like a classic kind of 70-minute, like, 80s slash 90s movie. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a flight, a long flight on Monday. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is award season flight, you know? I'm hoping mm. that they're all on there and I can just do holdovers anatomy of a fall and i can land i can land in america we're fully across the uh the awards contenders that's my plan so yeah that's, I, the holdovers are definitely number one on that list how about you john have you have you done anything well i've been listening to um inspired by uh his his wonderful interview on distraction pieces i've been listening to so samuel t herring from future islands was on distraction pieces recently and future islands which this is a way that a lot of bands now release stuff is they sort of release a bunch of singles and they every time they release a new one on Spotify, it appears as an extra track in, in effectively an EP before the album comes out. So I think you can listen to about six of the tracks off the album now. Mm. Um, and so I've been listening to that and it's really, really good stuff. He is brilliant. How about you, Joe? Nice. Not much to report. I'm, I'm saving it all for airplane, airplane <laughs> mode. So next time I'm on, you wait. <laughs> I'm going to have some thoughts. But I think that's it. We're good to go. So, Pip, thanks again. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm itching to give you an airplane recommendation because there's a, a TV show that my brother 
started watching on a on a long flight recently and we've now binged the full two series but i'll save it for the tv um distraction pieces episode oh awesome it's a little cliffhanger amazing (laughs) well thank you so much pip and we'll be back uh, same time next week cheers john bye acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener